0: Hello out there, we're on the air. Welcome back to the 88SAT radio channel. Welcome to the daily Bitcoin journey. Glad to have you here today, whether you're watching on YouTube, Rumble, or a podcast after. I might talk about podcasts a little bit today. Actually, I I have to. Um, But let's start with the the weather update. I'm going to go under uh minus 15 over under minus 50 and I'm taking the under today. minus 9. Beautiful day. Beautiful day here in the prairies. We got one more day left in December or in November. And all of a sudden it's December. How does that happen? We have one month left in 2023. 2024 I think is going to be it's an election year. And we know what happens in election years. We do now. I didn't notice this trend of of wild world events happening every four years until what happened in 2020. And then people started sniffing around a little bit, which led me to being here this morning. (laughs) But it's it's dark out. And as as we go along here, I think my face will start getting a little bit brighter with the sunlight. But let's start with the mempools today. The internet is acting a little bit strange. Yesterday, halfway through the show, the internet cut out. And somebody in the chat said that it was the NSA that shut me off. And I didn't even really think twice about it. I was just more concerned with getting the internet connection back up. But it was pretty suspect timing. I will say that. I don't think that's what happened, but it was five seconds after I went on a little rant about how stupid the government is. So you never know. I don't think they have that capability yet, but you do see quite a few strange things like that happen online. So the mempool today, we are at block height 819127. If you're transacting on the layer one Bitcoin network, you're gonna be paying about 32 SATs per V-byte. We're still trending downwards instead of upwards which is good still waiting to move a little bit of Bitcoin around but at the same time I was thinking about it yesterday and it's probably going to cost me about $15 worth of of dollars cash to do it which is about 25,000 sats I think in Canada here and so it or no it's more than that 30 or 35,000 sats But even if I wait and it goes down to say 10 sats per V-byte or even lower, like, is it, am I really saving that much? 15 bucks to make sure that the Bitcoin is secure. I don't know. The the other option there too, is just to buy $20 worth of Bitcoin to kind of replenish your fund and then make the transfer Mm -hmm. because the fees are still relatively low right now, I would say in the grand scheme of things. So if you're somebody like me waiting for fees to go down, it might be best just to move it, honestly, at these at these rates. So the fees are 32 SATS per V byte. The price today is a little bit down. It is 37,879 US dollars. The price one year ago today was $17,163 US. And four years ago in the Bitcoin four-year halving cycle, this time, November 30th, 2019, the price was 75.83, 7,500 bucks. If you got one US dollar today, you can pick up 2,643 sats. And here in Canada, where it's a little bit nicer today, the price is 51,437 Canadian dollars. And if you got one loony kicking around under the couch, dig it up. You can get 1,940 sats. Going to be talking a little bit about that today, about converting some of your cash into Bitcoin. But well, we got some happenings around the world in, in Bitcoin. So let's talk about those. First one, got to give a shout out to our buddy from Australia, Dom. He left a boost on the show, the golf show, a golfer's guide to Bitcoin. We titled it. So he's he sent in a thousand sats using the boost feature on the fountain app. And so thousand sats. When you leave a boat, when you leave a boost, you can choose any amount of sats that you'd like, and you can leave a comment with it. So Dom's comment was plenty of signal here in reference to the golfer's guide to Bitcoin. So that that was uh, something that's evolving. I had two or three ideas there that I wanted to kind of get out there, Uh, but it is evolving. And I think that as we go along here, there'll be more things that come about with the golfer's guide to Bitcoin and different interests, different hobbies, tying it back to Bitcoin. So thank you Dom, appreciate that my friend uh yesterday actually no let's talk about Tiger Woods Tiger Woods if you're a golf fan such as myself Tiger Woods is back in action today he's playing the hero challenge which is not a huge prestigious event but that's not the point Tiger Woods is playing golf he looks very healthy and that makes me very happy so he tees off today at about 11 a.m I believe depending on where you're at I think that's eastern so I'll be tuning in for for sure so good luck to Tiger and most of all, stay healthy, my friend. Yesterday, Elon Musk, <laughs> hope you guys saw this. I, I was gonna bring it up today, but it's too much work and it's only like a 15 second clip. But he was at some sort of media conference with the New York Times and a bunch of other reporters. And they asked him about catering to advertisers. And because he received a couple threats, I think from Disney, I believe about pulling their ads down because of his political views. And he had the old GFY, the go fuck yourself. He said it three times, which was pretty wild. But the thing there that I wanted to quickly touch on is it reminded me of, I think it was like 2020, 2019 maybe, but the interview with or the award show with Ricky Gervais. And he was the host for the night and he was talking to, there was all these Hollywood elites in the room. Everybody expected to get their, their praise for the night. And he absolutely shredded them. He tore into them for about 10 minutes straight, calling them, calling them out. I, I'm not going to say the words he was calling them, but calling them out for what everybody knows happened in Hollywood. And it was so awkward to watch their expressions and the reactions and the awkward silence. And that is the, my favorite 10 minutes in the internet history, I think, the Ricky Gervais clip. But this one was similar. You could tell that nobody really wanted to laugh, nobody wanted to clap. It was very awkward. But that's, I think, what has to happen. And that's a cool thing about what we're living through right now. We're seeing things like the Hollywood elite being exposed and, and shit on. And we're seeing the media being exposed and shit on by guys like Rick, you guys like Elon. I I go back and forth with Elon, but that's the kind of stuff that I'd love to see. So shout out to Elon. Still not going to pay eight bucks to go on Twitter, but keep up the good work. Yesterday, yesterday in the world of Bitcoin, this was kind of the big news that came out. And there's an article, speaking of the media, there was an article from BBC News. And the headline was every Bitcoin payment uses a swimming pool worth of water. So every transaction sent on Bitcoin layer one uses a swimming pool of water. And they claim that with billions of people around the world, having low access to water. We're blaming Bitcoin on that now. So of course, as Bitcoiners do, they make memes of it, they make fun of it, and basically just make the the BBC news look like fools. So on Nostra, on Twitter, there's been a bunch of (laughs) really funny tweets and posts about this. Um, And so I think tomorrow I'm going to pick my top three or top five and show them on here. I got a couple, but I didn't have enough time to to bring it up. So tomorrow we'll talk about the the water, how much Bitcoin is causing a water shortage around the world. And if you remember, back in 2017, I believe it was, the World Economic Forum came out with an article about Bitcoin. and they basically said that if Bitcoin isn't stopped within the next year, The world is going to run out of of energy, of power by the year 2020. So we know that didn't happen. This was in 2017. They said that if Bitcoin doesn't get shut down, the world will run out of energy uh, before 2020. So this laptop's still working. I don't know about you guys at home listening to this or watching this, but I still have power. And that's kind of been the strategy for the last 10, 15 years the media, the governments, they just throw everything at Bitcoin because they really have no idea what's actually happening. They haven't really realized that there's no way to stop Bitcoin. So all they do is just throw shit at it and hopefully something sticks in somebody's brain and then they talk about it, but it's failing. It's failing miserably, I would say. Because every time they come out with something like this, it just kind of flips on on its head, which is what I love about the Bitcoin community. So that is more FUD coming out of the the media. Uh, What else we got here? Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about the Bitcoin ETF. I have about three or four pros and and three or four cons that I want to talk about. I want to get them a little bit more organized, though. And I want to get some feedback from anybody who's watching this between then and now. So I want to hear your opinion on the Bitcoin ETF that's coming out. I want to hear any pros, any cons, whatever you have, and if they're if I agree with them, I th- if I think that they're worth talking about or sharing tomorrow, I'll include that in the episode. So whether you're watching now on YouTube or Rumble or listening to it later, uh, just leave a comment with your thoughts on the Bitcoin ETF because there are there are two sides to it, and I think there's going to be some good, some bad, and I, I do think that the good are the good is definitely going to outweigh the bad. But it's still something to talk about, something to discuss and debate and just have a conversation about. That's at the end of the day. That's what we're here to do. So I did want to talk about the kind of the theme of today's show is money. And this kind of came about from a post I saw on Telegram, actually. And it was to do with a 401k. So I'm going to I'm going to read it right away. But before we get into that too far. I think it's important to just kind of reflect and I'm going to give a few other thoughts at the end of this, but I think it's just important to kind of reflect on your current investments, your portfolio and go kind of line by line and and think about if something happened tomorrow, do I have access to this? Because at this stage, anything could happen. We have an election year coming up, 2024. Anything could happen. And so you want to always make sure that any asset that you have you can easily get it if you need to and all you know stuff like your 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 pension that kind of stuff it's a little bit different but for the most part any liquid assets that you think you hold make sure that at any given moment you can take them out and <clears throat> spending a bunch of years working in the accounting industry I would see balance sheets and I would see the cash. The first line is always cash. And I think through the years, that's kind of evolved from the companies actually having a vault in their their building to digital, everything being digital, just a checking account. You can click, you can move it around here, but it it just, it still says cash. And if you think about it, having a hundred dollar bill in your house is much different than having $100 in the bank because of the counterparty risk there. $100, if you have a $100 bill in your pocket or in your drawer, you can you have access to that anytime. You can control it, you can go to the movies, you can go to the golf course, you can buy around the golf, you have access to it, you can do whatever you want with that $100 bill. $100 in the bank, is different there's counterparty risk there somebody has the ability to say no and not only do they have the ability to say no anything could happen to that bank in canada we're pretty lucky we have a we have a functioning somewhat functioning financial system still the majority of banks are well insured especially the credit unions i believe have a little bit more insurance in, t- in terms of your deposits but the risk is still there and that's something that you just need to to reflect on and see if something happened. Do I have access to this? And so, the, the, why I bring in, why I brought up the accounting thing there, is that we kind of just value these. The cash is the same thing. When really, it, it's totally different. One you can hold, and one you have to have permission to get out of the bank. And the second one, and, and, a repli- and it applies to Bitcoin is that if you hold Bitcoin in a cold card or in a, in a wallet that you hold the keys to, that is much different than you holding Bitcoin on an exchange. Because at any given moment, you could do whatever you want with that Bitcoin that you hold the keys to. There's no counterparty risk there. And it's the exact same thing with the Bitcoin exchanges. If the exchanges thought that you were doing something illegal, they could freeze that Bitcoin. Or if, if something happened to the exchange like we saw with FTX last year, a couple of years ago now, it's just gone. So holding Bitcoin in your wallet in self-custody is much different than holding Bitcoin on an exchange. And I think that there's a lot of people out here, out there who are fairly new to Bitcoin and they bought $100 worth of Bitcoin. They did everything. They e-transferred. But they actually don't own that Bitcoin until they move it into their own wallet. So that's the cash aspect of it. And that's the Bitcoin aspect of it. And this is kind of what stemmed my my thoughts here and why I wanted to talk about this. But it looks like it's a post from Reddit. So I'm just going to read it here quickly. And it says, I'm trying to transfer my 401k to Bitcoin. What a scam. I spoke with my company's financial planner this morning about moving withdrawing my current 401k balance i'd rather pay the penalties taxes on it convert it to bitcoin move it to cold storage i did not tell him that i was planning on moving it into bitcoin but hey what the fuck it's my money isn't it turns out no it really it isn't really my money so in quotations this is what the financial planner said you can't withdraw it but you can take out a loan and you'll have to pay interest. (laughs) So he says, what the actual fuck? Charging me interest on my money that I gave them. So then it goes back, he says, okay, I wanna close the account then. The planner says, you can't close the account unless you leave your current job. Guy says, wow, okay, so this sounds like it's not really my money. Financial planner says, essentially, yeah, the government wants you to save it for retirement the end, it says, I swear on my life, he actually confirmed, yeah, it's essentially not my money. What a motherfucking scam. As if they're actually holding all my money back in a stack with my name on it because they care about me. So I thought that was interesting. And I think there's probably quite a few people out there who are in the same spot right now. The economy is not great. People are struggling. Christmas is coming up. Energy costs are going through the roof. Everything. So people are looking to either withdraw their retirement fund for to pay off things that they need to to live or if they want to move it into Bitcoin. And I think this is just something to think about in your own situation where wherever you're at, think about whatever assets you hold on your personal balance sheet and think about how easily you could access them if you needed to and the one thing that i would say because it's it's november 30th today usually with companies whenever they have these retirement funds you have the ability to make changes to it at the end of the year for the coming year and so what i would suggest i would i would never tell anybody to take out their retirement fund and buy some bitcoin i would never tell anybody to do that but this is what i would suggest this is not advice in the financial way of any sort, don't sue me because you won't get anything. (laughs) But what I would do is I would reevaluate, just take a look at your retirement fund, whatever it is, see how much you're contributing, see how much cash that would equate to at the end of every paycheck compared to what you get now. And consider just changing that. So say you contribute 2% every paycheck, change it to one and figure out what the difference is. And every two weeks, Put that into Bitcoin instead. Because if you think about it, and I want you to ask yourself this question before you do it, because I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you have to figure out this on your own. In 20 years from now, if this is truly your retirement fund, in 20 years from now, what do you think is going to be more valuable? Your pension, your 401k in bonds, stocks, whatever else they hold? Or in bitcoin 20 years from now what do you think performs better and if you're just kind of going along with the whole retirement fund because that's what everybody does and that's what everybody has done in the past i think you're i think you're going to regret it so take a take a good hard look at exactly where your money's going and see if there's any way that you can allocate some of that to bitcoin instead and consider on yesterday's show somebody asked if i would recommend Taking out a loan to buy Bitcoin? And I said no. But I would consider taking out some of my pension or my retirement fund to buy Bitcoin, without a doubt. You're gonna have to pay a little bit of tax, you're gonna have to pay probably a little penalty on it. But it ask yourself the same question. This money is sitting here, it's gonna be here for the next 20 years, presumably. Which one is gonna perform better? Is it worth paying a $50 withdrawal fee if it's gonna outperform it by? X amount over the next twenty years, I would say so. And the other part to that is you have to consider where you're at, because if you're thir- if you're in your 30s, you probably have 20 years left of of working before retirement. If you're in your late 40s to 50s, I would say the rule of thumb for this in terms of allocating some to Bitcoin from your retirement fund is how many years do you have left at work? Do you think, and how many Bitcoin cycles? are gonna be within that. I would say if you have two more cycles left, so eight years before retirement, I would strongly consider allocating some of it to Bitcoin instead of whatever it's in right now. That's the thing that drives me nuts is is people just get into these things, they don't really know any better and they just kinda do what everybody else has always done without even thinking about it. I was one of those people. That was obviously before I figured out what Bitcoin is and what value it holds. But I was. Uh, Good morning. I can't it's not letting me bring up your comment, but good morning. Oh, sheesh. We're back. I don't know how long I was gone there for. I don't even know if I'm still alive or not. I figured the computer was going to act up today. It was was being pretty loud before we fired things up here. Okay, we're back. Financial advice. It is. It's just. It's just logical. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm, I'm asking that you you think about it and reflect on it. And you. You ask yourself, what is what do you think is going to be worth more in twenty years from now? And if your answer to that question is Bitcoin, then consider. Taking that advice, if you think your your uh, your pension your retirement fund that's growing 5% a year. I don't even know what it's been doing. I haven't checked the markets in two years because it's all just, I better watch what I say. The The, the issue that I have with the, the markets is that whenever they go down far enough, the government has the ability to save it. The, the plunge protection plan that was implemented, I think, by Obama or maybe before that, but it basically means that if, if the stock market goes down far enough, then the government just starts buying stocks to bring the price back up. That's not a real market. It's not a real market. It's like the government putting money into these renewables, wind and solar, knowing f- full well that they're not going to ever repay their the energy that they put into it. It's, it's not a real market. It's a complete illusion. So that's my issue with it. I do think that there's money to be made and I think that it is a safe place to be, I guess, if you're into the, if you're into that kind of thing, but there are much better options and Bitcoin is the best option in my opinion. And so you can do what you want with that advice, but to end things off here, I don't know if I'm still alive or not, (laughs) but uh, to end things off here, I would say just take a look at your personal net worth, go through your your liquid assets, your long-term stuff. See if there's any way that you can arrange to allocate some of that to Bitcoin, but also look at how easily you can access that. And if if it's something where you're going to have to wait one or two months to either sell it or convert it, then consider doing that now. That's what I would do. You want to have all of your assets you want to have as, as quick as access as possible to them because you never know what's going to happen. You never know when you're going to need it never gonna know when an opportunity is gonna come up and you never know when you're gonna need a little bit of Bitcoin. So that's where I'll leave it. Yeah, I don't know. My my internet here is is not well, I it doesn't say, it says I'm live, but I don't know. I can't see any comments or anything. So I hope you guys have a great Thursday. And one last time, I wanna know what your thoughts are on the Bitcoin ETF, good or bad or both. And I'm gonna talk about the pros and the cons on tomorrow's show, because I think that there are some things that people are missing out on in terms of the good and the bad of the ETF. I've heard lots of discussions, but there I think that there's still some being left out. So in the comments or send me an email, 88 sats at proton.me. Let me know what you think about the BTFs and that or the ETFs. BTFs is pretty good too, Bitcoin ETF. And we'll talk about that tomorrow morning. So have a great Thursday. <clears throat> Sorry for the internet here today. I don't know what's going on with StreamYard or the internet, but hopefully some of this was recorded. (laughs) We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.